0: Hey everybody, I'm Hayden Bolick. I'm the host of The Working Therapist and today you're getting ready to listen to part one in a two-part series of The Working Mom. So I brought in three women who are good friends and experts in the area of coordinating work and home and family. We were going to do a standalone podcast but we were having so much fun and there is great information so after recording we decided to split it into two podcasts. So get ready, you're getting ready to listen to part one of The Working Mom. Welcome, everybody, to the Working Therapist Podcast. I'm Hayden Bullock, your host, and today we are talking about a topic very near and dear to my heart, working mamas. I say all the time, like, I understand the plight of the working mother. So I've brought in some experts today to help me with this whole topic, and I'm super, super excited. I have Kim Molnar with me today, and Sheila Kinsey, and Avery Cameron, and so why don't we just kind of go around the circle, and you guys introduce yourself. Kim, you start.
1: Okay. I'm Kim Molnar. I'm a team lead here at Pediatric Developmental Therapy, and I'm a mom of three boys. I'm
2: Sheila Kinsey, and I'm the an associate VP for planning and administration at Methodist University, and I'm the mom of two boys.
3: I'm Avery Cameron, and I am fifth grade AG teacher at Van Story Elementary, and I am the mom of two girls and a boy.
0: Yep, and all working mamas.
1: Include yourself, Hayden. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm Hayden Bolick. I've already introduced myself, but I have four little people, big people at home. Four um, youngins. (laughs) But um, but that's kind of the Southern coming out in me. So that's what they are. (laughs) And some days I claim them and some days I don't. But today I'm claiming all four of them. That's right. They're all mine and that's good. So other days they're my husband's. Anyway, so and I don't know, I just arrived on scene. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All right. So myths about working mothers. We're going to start with that. I guess myths of the working mom, I guess that we just work for the money and we love m- money. Is that one of the myths? Or we don't pay attention to our children?
2: That I, we don't love our children. Yeah. We're not good moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a definite. Mm-hmm.
1: And when we'll other people raise them, that we're not as in tune as we should be because we're not home during the day. Or well, you don't put them as a priority. That's how we came up with the idea for this podcast because. We had a team lead meeting one afternoon, and one of our team leads, being a mom, a working mom, I think she might have had sick children that day. I don't know what the deal was, but she was stressed out, and someone made the comment to her that, you know, well, I put my children first. You know, if they're sick, I stay home, or some—I don't remember what the comment was specifically, but anyway, it about sent her over the edge and made her a little— upset, and I think Hayden and I actually had to come in and, and intervene as what I call older moms, <laughs> no. like been yeah. there, done that, and had to make her feel better. And then we were thinking, we need to do a podcast, because I think this happens to every working mother. So that's yeah. how we came up with this.
0: Yes. Neither you nor I in that team lead meeting said to her, well, we put our children first. It was yeah. somebody else had said that yeah. to her, and it sent her over the edge. And so, yeah, but I've heard that before. Well, oh, well, I, you know, I choose not to work because I put my children first, and that always hits me where it hurts.
2: It implies that you don't. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: it so makes it's... you
3: feel really guilty. Mm-hmm. It
2: does. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: And then you find yourself on a defensive note, mm-hmm. which isn't good. And then you start to do crazy
0: stuff to prove to everybody that you're like a good mom, which is, or it's your super mom. You yes. Can do it all. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And one of the myths that we did list is that we're stressed to the max, and. I don't think we're stressed to the max. I just think we're very—I mean, there are days you're just stressed out and you question, but somehow it makes me less stressed because I feel like, you know, all the reasons that I do work fall into place. I don't know that the myth, stressed to the max. But if I talk to my friends who don't work, they Mm -hmm. would say they are
2: stressed out many times as well. So I don't think that work is the key element in that stress level. Right?
0: No. Mm -mm. I agree with you 100%. Mm No, I don't think—no.
3: It's just phases. If you think about, well, I may have a different take in that I was teaching until I became a stay-at-home mom when I had children, at which point I stayed out of the workforce for 12 years and then came back in by choice three years ago. And, you know, it was a difficult decision because there was that whole issue of the guilt. And is this something I'm doing for me or is this something I'm doing for my family? What's pulling me? And, you know, in education today, it's very difficult to believe that, people actually are going into it because they want to be there rather than oh i'm here because i need to get my retirement you know and so having been on both sides of the coin i can certainly say that there are stress levels involved on with both with being a stay-at-home mom like what is my purpose in life and is my purpose to be a stay-at-home mom and is that all I'm worth I got this college education am I supposed to just Mm -hmm. you know thanks a lot dad or or granting the grants that you might have gotten to pay for your education and then I'm just cooking and staying at home and cleaning and you know I used to be that person who would get so offended by people that say well what do you do oh you don't work you know, so I remember feeling like I was in a hard place. Like, well, yes, I work. I'm taking care of my children; they're the number one priority in my life. At which point, to make the decision when they get older and they don't quote need you anymore, and they still need you, if not more than ever. But for me, and for my life, and for my family, I felt like I'm modeling for them that it is important to go back and to do what it is that you've done, that you went to work towards, that you have a passion for and a drive to do, to say, you know what, it's hard to be a woman. Forget whether you're working, whether you have kids or not having kids, to be a woman out there to say, you know what, we have value and we have worth, and whether it's in the home or whether it's in your job, you know, do what you do and do what you do well and that's kind of where I am, and this is going off on some kind of tangent, sorry. <laughs> no. But, no, I um, not A little soapbox here. <laughs> no, yeah, you're good. But I, that's why, Avery, I wanted you to come
0: in and do this with us also because I've never stayed home. I've always been a working mom. Sheila, I I've— I've always been a working mom. Yep. And Kim, you— Yes. It? Yeah, always. But Mm -hmm. I knew that Avery hadn't. I knew that you worked, then stayed home, and then went back to work by choice. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that perspective Mm -hmm. would be a good one because I don't really have the perspective of a stay at home mom, though I know they are out busy all the time. Like I'm not right. discounting that role right. at all. Cause I do think if you're staying at home mom, you have a job, you're working. You're just not getting right. paid for it. Right. And
2: I have to say as a mom who worked and couldn't be at school for all the parties mm-hmm. and all of the things at school, I very much appreciate the stay at home moms who were the yes. room mothers and who organized right. those things and chaperoned the field trips yeah. and all those things that I couldn't do.
0: Oh, I ride their coattails all the time. I have a four year old. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about whoever's the room mom. I'm like, here's my number, tell me when you want me to buy something and send it in. Like I ride their coattails all day and I'm very thankful. I agree. Mm -hmm.
3: And that's funny because as the stay-at-home mom who was the room mom who was in there making all the, you know, goodies and the treats and let me organize this party or what have you and feeling like, gosh I wish I were on the other side of the desk Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the room mom I want to be the one who's helping these kids and feeling torn between what I love to do and what I felt compelled to do as a mom that I needed to stay home with my children Mm -hmm. to where my third child came along and it was kind of like you know what I'm going back. And so I've got a totally different perspective because now I am the teacher saying, "Who's going to be the room mom? You know, who's going to come in? Well, that one's going to send in some goodies and that one's going to make these things at home and that one's going to come and organize this field trip." And you know, you need them all. You really right.
1: do. What's interesting about what Avery's saying and I'm I'm sure Sheila's dealt with this too and as Hayden You know, I went back to work when all three of my boys were six and eight weeks old, Mm -hmm. and I had that guilt, and I'd come in, and I'd be like, you know, what am I doing? And I wanted to work. I felt the passion. I knew that I I wanted to be there, and we all have friends that didn't. You know, a lot of my friends did not work when their children were little, but now, you know, fast forward 15, 17, 18 years, a lot of my friends who didn't work, and now they're trying to get back in the workforce— I look back and go okay maybe it wasn't so bad. You know, maybe they thought the grass was greener on my end and I thought yeah you know, everybody kind of looks mm-hmm. at it a different perspective but you know now that I look back and I See that I did work and my children have lived <laughs> through it, it survives. <laughs> you know I do think not that I'm relieved but I know that feeling that because it was the opposite for me I was working and I wanted to be that mama that came in and did the cookies and now I'm finding out that those that did the cookies and you know help the teacher they were kind of wanting to be where I was you know working and so I think we're all in the boat together but it, it was just the opposite for me and, and to be
3: clear, just juggling children. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're juggling them so you can get it to your job or you're juggling them so you can get home and do another load of laundry or you're juggling them because you've got to, mm-hmm. you know, get to the next appointment, it just seems like there's so much on women in general that. The decision that we make, whether it's to stay home or whether it's to be in the workforce, both carry loads of guilt and loads of
0: opportunity. Well, and I think sort of talking about the whole guilt thing, so we should probably move into that. But I think like we talked about myths with working moms, but now I think we talk about the guilt, which there is like real. That's not a myth. There is mm-hmm. real guilt. Cell
2: searching in the middle of the night, kind of guilt. <laughs> yes. not sleeping, not sleeping, <laughs> kind yes. of guilt,
0: total guilt. Yes, and I don't care how old they are; they're still guilt. I don't know. I haven't gotten over the guilt a hundred percent. I've got from age sixteen all the way to four, and the guilt didn't go,
2: didn't leave. I, can't I think have it a, a senior, and we're not there yet. Yeah, I've still got it. Yeah. The interesting thing is, though, I have asked both of them independently if they wish I had stayed home. You know, just what do you guys think? Now you're old enough to have an opinion. And both of them said, no, you should work. I'm proud of what you do, and I like it, and don't at all think I missed anything that you went to work. Oh, yeah. Now, they don't have the other perspective, but neither of my boys feel because I worked.
0: Wow, he raised them right. That was good. Great answer. I can remember vividly dropping Carter off for daycare the first day, and I was bawling, like just inconsolable. And Miss Mary Helen, I will never forget it. I think she was 150 when I dropped Carter off with her. <laughs> Miss Mary Helen, I, I, but, and she looked at me, and she goes, Honey. He's going to be all right. And I thought, oh, this is about me, right? Because he's pink. I remember vividly looking. Like he's all pink and cute, seeing his little carrier and happy, little chubby cheek self. And he's doing fine. And I was a wreck. And I thought, yeah, oh, this is about me. And I thought, huh, OK, well, as soon as I get to work, that'll get better. And I can just let go of that. And <laughs> 16 years later, I ain't let go. I, I don't ball anymore normally, <laughs> but um, not on a regular basis. But it's, it's still there.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Of course, it's the
3: same thing when you drop them off. Just I think about when I was staying at home, and you drop them off to kindergarten. And you go home, and you think, well, you know, when you have other children at home, you're still busy, and you're doing. Oh, yeah. But I think that guilt with me before I went back, I was sort of etching my way back and edging into do I want to be back in the classroom for a couple of years before I actually did it. But I can remember dropping my oldest one off at middle school for the first time, and I was not working at the time, and seeing those big buses and seeing her little body get out of that car and walking over there. And then, hello, whatever radio station I was listening to, playing Barbie doll Band-Aid, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> while Barbie I'm dropping my child out, talking about how you go from, you know, the Band-Aids that, you know, want a little Barbie doll Band-Aid, fix it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my child is going to middle school. And I'm just crying and crying. So I was a hot mess. I went home and was just thinking, you know, yes, I'm a stay-at-home mom. But now I have more time to think about what a hot mess I am. You know, <laughs> rather than go to work and be like, okay, it's all good. I didn't, I didn't get
2: a job. I need so to go to work. I, I, I can't think about this all day. <laughs>
0: The job does mask that, at least. At least it does. It is, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> it diverts but, your attention.
0: Yeah, it does. Even though, like, little stabs of it's, it's surprising though now what will happen. Like, little stabs of guilt will get me sometimes when I don't expect it. You know, because what I'm used to to it uh, sometimes they'll say something like oh well mom you know you don't worry you know you don't have to be there or you know my basketball mm-hmm. game starts at four today mom instead of five but you know, don't worry you don't have to be there I know you can't get there whatever and that'll oh, because oh, oh, that'll hit me where it hurts sometimes
1: that I- happened to me this morning yeah the youngest one they're going on a field trip and of course the classic you know they're oh I need you to sign this paper it's due today and <laughs> it's flying up in my face while I'm driving and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> right now well, I get a Jolly Rancher if you sign it today. And I'm like, really? I'll, buy I'll buy you, you a whole bag. bag. yeah. <laughs> and she's asking for a chaperones, Mom. But I know you won't be able to do it. Well, then mm-hmm. that just kind of put me in. He's the third one. So instead of crying now, I just get mad. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? I can do it. And he was like, well, you'll be working. It's all right. But she did want to know if, you know, you wanted to help and you just kind of pause and I think on it. You know, I'm like, I'll look at it. Let me look at the calendar. You know, let me see what I can do. But he got me this morning and he's 11. I'm like, is this ever going to end? Like, am I ever going to stop feeling guilty? I'm guessing no. The answer is no. I'm not going to ever stop feeling guilty. I
0: want to hear what Sheila has to say next year when her oldest goes to college. Yeah. Maybe it'll go away.
3: Because that's the other thing is that the emotion, regardless of whether you're in the classroom, the schoolhouse, which is where I am, or mm-hmm. if you're in a place of employment, or if you're sitting at home, any of those places, you're still carrying the same amount of guilt for not doing what you think you ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know? Or as a woman, you know, a bleeding heart for your children.
0: Because is that where the guilt comes from? You always think you should be doing something you're not doing? Is that why we feel guilty? We should. We always think we should be Mm -hmm. doing something we're not doing?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. so. Sheila right now, she has a senior. So I'm curious to see, and that'll be me next year. And I already think about it because everybody says it's so hard when they're seniors because there's so much to do. It's very stressful. And I've already started processing, like, how am I going to do that? And he's a senior. And, well, you have a senior's. Can you just shed light on how that will go down (laughs) next year?
2: We're not done yet. (laughs) It's a much harder year than I had thought because there's so many milestones and Mm -hmm. so many check marks that you have to be sure are completed. And I'm lucky. My son is pretty on it and Mm -hmm. organized, so I don't have to follow up a great deal. But I'll give you the moment that I felt like the really bad mom. We had some problems with his schedule in the Mm -hmm. fall. Mm -hmm. And... There was a class that changed with the Common Core, and he was in a history class that we thought worked, only to learn that that class didn't work. And so now we were missing a history class that he needed just to graduate in North Carolina. So I'm up at school, and we're trying to work through that. I didn't feel so badly about that one because it was a curriculum change, and it caught lots of kids and the guidance counselor. So I didn't feel that that was on me. But we're in the counselor's office, and I said, well, while you have that thing pulled up there, (laughs) let's just go through the list and make sure we have everything else we need while Mm. we can fix it. And she said, oh, no, I'm sure we'll find Will we flip through it? He was missing an earth science class. Oh, and we just happened to find it. Well, if I had been on that, checking it, I would have figured that out before senior year. But if we hadn't done it that day, who knows what we'd be doing. That was a pretty core requirement. And I just had been trusting all these other people. And you were applying to, to be, college. Uh, yeah, so you had
1: to have it on transcript. We well, had to ha- Exactly.
2: Oh. It, it couldn't be a do it this. No, we couldn't even graduate without it. So oh, um, it's absolutely. that kind of thing that it was. Oh, my! I really could have messed up. And it wasn't just a boo-boo lip kind of thing. It was a really Mm -hmm. messed up that I wasn't helping him stay on that. Mm -hmm. I left too much of it to him because Mm -hmm. I was not on it.
0: Well, you're Mm -hmm. saying you weren't on it. But again, I think guilt comes from what we think we should have done. Or I can only speak for myself. My guilt comes from maybe sometimes what I think I should have done in my head. Though really, should I really have... Or what other people think? Like, oh my gosh, I probably like I'm the worst mother ever, and my guilt comes sometimes from that. And you like, know where
2: a weird place I get my my mother, and I'm very old, and my mother. Not very old. I mean, I'm old enough that I, sh- you know, I shouldn't really. So my mother will often talk about my sister in law and my brother and. They are such good parents. They go to everything oh, at school, gosh. and I don't oh. think she means to imply that I'm not a good mother. But when she goes to great lengths to tell me what good parents they are, or your niece, she's such a good mom. She yada yada yada. It makes are me my top f- liver. Yes, <laughs> it's like you know. So far, they've not been irreparably damaged, I don't think. And no. I think no. we're clicking along okay. And I don't think she means that, but when she says it, I immediately internalize it. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part, not to internalize mm-hmm. it and not to take it personally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't think she means it that way, but, but
3: that's how I But how do you how separate feel. that? Because mm-hmm. you're carrying the guilt. It's mm-hmm. right there in your backpack every day. And then somebody will say just something that, and it's a generational thing too, I think. I think it you is. Know, this is working mom thing that's been going on for, you know, forty years. You figure our moms and their moms, you know, still have the mentality that women are supposed to stay at home. And so for me at least, when I made the decision to go back, it was a small riot, you know, all the way around. <laughs> Let's just be clear. It was, you know, you're gonna do what? Well, why? Why would you do that? And so there was a lot of that. And so that association of, if you go back, how are you going to do it all? You know, growing up, my mother didn't work. And I can remember, and this is just a horrible teenage thought that went through my mind, and I can remember saying to myself and even asking her, what do you do all day while I'm at school? You know, and she's just about erupted, like, let me tell you what I did. And now that I'm in <laughs> I that place, I didn't go over, well, didn't go over real well, kind of like a lead balloon. But I now am there, and I see, like, good golly, Miss Molly, how do you do it all? You know, and then to throw in a job, then I can see the side where you're like, well— In your mind, that expectation of we have to have the house decorated for whatever season is, we have to have the food cooked when they come home, we're not going to eat at McDonald's every day. Somebody has to buy the groceries, somebody has to Mm -hmm. do the laundry, somebody has to wash it, somebody has to make sure that the shoes fit, and you're doing all of that Mm -hmm. while you're going to choose to go and give yourself to somebody else. You know, Why don't you take care of the kids in your own house? So Mm -hmm. then that guilt carries with you. But then when you think about, well, for me, the passion of how much better I feel and what a better mom I am because I'm doing what I love. Mm-hmm. I love being a mom, but my kids are at school eight hours a day or seven or whatever it is now. And what am I going to do with that time? There's only so much grocery shopping I'm going to be able to do. My kids are at a point now where I don't have any young ones at home, little ones, that require you know, so much more of you physically. But toying with the whole which one is best for you and which one is best for your family and which choice is best for your children, that ran all over me about a week ago, and I asked my teenager the same question. I said, what do you think that I would do all day if I stayed home? And she was just baffled. Is a girl answer the same as a boy answer? <laughs> I don't know. But she looked at me like, I don't know. What would you do? And so it was the same thing. It's just recapitulated. You yeah. know, here yeah. it is the next generation looking at me like, what do you do? I don't know because the world revolves around me, remember? Right. But
1: the, the children are wise to it because a lot of times situations will happen. And, you know, I have great friends. I always have been blessed with really great friends. And the majority of them do not work. And A couple of times, they'll ask me to do stuff. I got to go do this, you know, for so-and-so. And And the oldest one one time said, Mom, why are you doing that? She doesn't work. Mm. And I went, yes, she does. She's a full-time, you know, I was like, oh, I got to fix You know, I didn't want him to have that she-doesn't-work mentality. So I said, yes, she does. She does this, 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 and this. But the kids, they don't know. I mean, they're children. But it's interesting you say that. Like, what? What do you do? If and you, you know, stay I home? think back. I'm not an idle
3: kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been that way. I mean, mm-hmm. call it what you will. I like to call myself ADD, and anybody that knows me well knows that that's pretty much where I am. I am not going to be able to be the person who stays home and has this calm mentality about. I never was. Yeah. Even when I was home, I was volunteering away time that was. Gone, you know, just Mm -hmm. with different organizations in the community and different ways to get involved with church Mm -hmm. or whatever outlet there was, I was filling time with another need, you know, that there's always a need for somebody's help. And I don't think the stay at home moms, the ones that are my friends, are literally sitting around eating bonbons. And I can remember a family member saying something to me one time, a distant family member saying something, because she was the working mom and I was staying home at the time. And I took great offense to it. She looked at me and just said, well, I have a job and I work all day and I can't just sit home and eat bonbons. I was an angry working mother. I thought, well, you've got some (laughs) guilt as well. And now I feel that guilt of what it means to be a working mom. And it's (laughs) almost in a weird, twisted kind of way, is it easier to be at work? I don't know. It cleanses your brain, I think, at least mine. It makes me feel like I can compartmentalize a little bit better Mm -hmm. than when I was staying at home and couldn't do that as easily.
1: Which leads us into why.
3: Yeah, why you work. I think you have to balance
1: the schedules.
0: you got all that coming in from the home stuff, and so you have to balance all that. And then you've got work stuff, you have to balance that. So I think it's definitely a balancing act and juggling act and that kind of thing. So, after I said all that, like, why would people work? Because that sounds pretty like, terrible. Cause if you got to balance, I got four kids, so I got to balance all that. And I got to balance, like, who's taking, like, the snacks for next week for preschool all the way up to, like, potential senior year. But he's not a senior thing, heavens and mercy. But anyway, <laughs> so why exactly would people work? And after saying some of that stuff, I'm not exactly sure why, but I've been doing it now for 20 plus years. So, doing some soul searching. Why did I work? But I guess for me, I never really thought not to work. Like I never really considered not working, and I'm not I sure why either. I didn't consider that. It tore me up four times to take each one of them to daycare to do the whole daycare thing. And I was actually very fortunate when the first two were little. I could take them to where I was working. One of my contracts here at Pediatric Developmental Therapy, I could take them over to Saint Hill's Trauma Center. So there's nothing better than working in the same building where you have your infants. I mean, it was. Mm-hmm the best working woman setup I can really imagine. But mm-hmm. even then it tore me slam up. I don't know why, but it did. But I never really even with that considered not working.
2: Did you ever I never yeah. considered not working. I think part of it for me was in my career it would have been hard to leave for an amount of time and re enter. Oh yeah. Without taking huge, huge steps backwards. And so part of it for me was that. Part of it was though I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the interaction with adults enjoy making decisions that I think make a difference for people. Mm -hmm. And I do think I'm a better mom when I come home if I've had that outlet during the day. And so when you come Mm -hmm. home at night, it's on the family.
0: Working, I think, does help you compartmentalize that. When you go home, you got to really cut it off. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to sort of be present. I've had to struggle with that. Some days are easier than others. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I still struggle with it some days because it's hard to just turn off work. Mm -hmm. It is also, in the reverse, hard to turn off home. Because I've still got that running tape. I mean, all the kids get off to their school and do their thing, but it never stops in the background. I'm thinking, okay, you know, Carter's got that test today. I hope he.
2: Or I've got to get to the basketball game. They moved
0: it up to four o'clock, and I found out about it this morning. Now I've got to shift everything around, and this is probably not very fair of me, but I say it anyway. Mm-hmm. I always say that, you know, working moms, you never really cut it off because you got that Mm-mm. loop tape going in your head all the time. And I say this about my husband, and so he's not here to defend himself. So here it goes. He can cut it off. I mean, maybe that's not true of all men, but he can like really stop it. He doesn't have that. I don't think have that tape running all the time. And I'm thinking, well, how do you do that? Because I can't do it. I can't stop it. I cannot do it. Mm -mm, Because I'm always a mama first. And then, yeah, I'm going to work too. But I sometimes have a hard time separating the two. So Mm -hmm. for me, for working, though, I enjoyed it. And I like making a difference. I felt like it was a bigger calling than just me. And so I like being part of something that's bigger than myself Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm.
3: Setting the boundaries, though, is difficult. You know, that comes in, too, with part of my, I think, initial—I don't know. I don't want to call it a catalyst that sort of got the whole ball in motion, but I think I found myself volunteered out. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like I am giving all of my time to these great organizations, these awesome places, these things that are inspiring, and all of the things that you would want it to be, and that, yes, I can be involved in this because I don't have a job that's holding me down— but what I found was I was spending so much time. I can remember telling one of my friends, I need to go back to work so I can get paid for all this time mm-hmm. that That's I'm giving truth. away.
1: Yeah. And I, I was
3: half kidding and half not, you know, because and the other flip side of that is that, you know, as a stay at home mom, it's whether you stay at home or not. I know this is true as a mom in general. For me, I felt as though I, mean, I have a wonderful husband and wonderful children, but you do go on day in, day out, sometimes feeling unappreciated. And it's not because they don't appreciate you. It's because you feel like, okay, let's do it today. We're going to get up. We're going to run. We're going to get these people going. We've got to get them out of the house. we got to hurry up. we got to get the laundry. we got to get the groceries. we got to go back home. Oh, it's already time to pick them up. I can't believe it now. We've got to get them going with the homework. And it just feels like you're in this race all day long. Get up. Let's do it again. You know, that appreciation of somebody actually values what you're doing. It's one of those things as a mother that you will never feel appreciated. You know, I don't think. I ask my... 70 plus year old mother, you know, I'll go back and periodically say, you know, I'm really sorry that we didn't appreciate you more growing up. You did a lot tough. for us and we just didn't really, you know, what? We're having spaghetti. I don't want spaghetti. You know, <laughs> and you're thinking, "Now, it took me all day. I had to go get that stuff. I had to cook it." And y'all don't even want it and it takes 15 minutes to eat it and now y'all are not appreciating it and you're having to leave the dishes for me. You know, there's all of that and as a working mom, you're having to do that and your job. And so to choose to go for me into the classroom and to work with other people's children, actually I thought was going to be Oh, yeah, so it'll be all appreciated. And what I found was that it's not there either. (laughs) You don't feel appreciated at work sometimes. You work and you work and you do and you do. And until there's a problem, sometimes you don't hear about it. Mm -hmm. So I think that the underlying theme for me is that no matter what you choose to do, whether it's at home or whether it's in the workforce, you're going to have days when you feel appreciated. You're going to have days when you don't. And you just have to learn that if I can keep work at work and home at home, that you just roll with whatever the punches are that day, and you just hope for the best. At least Mm -hmm. that's where I am. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know about you, Kim, because we're in the same career area, Mm -hmm. and so you can Mm -hmm. give me your two cents. But I always felt like I had a career, not a job. And so I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, I've invested a certain amount of time in college and education Mm -hmm. in myself and blood, sweat, and tears and everything. And so I, I see that as a part of me you know, just as much as a mom, but I see that as a part that helps in some ways it defines sort of who I am for me. That's a thing why I also considered not working. I mean, also somebody had to support these little people that we kept having in addition to my husband's salary. So that was two paychecks are nice, but I always felt like I had a career, not just a job.
1: Exactly. And I feel the same way to me. Sometimes I feel like it's too simple. I've never really thought about not working because I enjoyed both. Like, I like the structure. I like getting up early. I like fixing—fixing. Listen to me, Southern. Sorry. I I like— I call my people young. so that's all right. We We can fix that in a little bit. We'll go mash the button. I like preparing (laughs) breakfast and lunch. Now it gets a little crazy, and and by Saturday, you know, I am done by Saturday. But I enjoy it, and I think it's a blessing to be able to do both. It's a true blessing to me. I love work. I love being a mom, and I like doing other things, too. So it's just real simple. You know, and I always like to, whenever I had those days, I never got a pity party from my mother. I'm like, I can't do this. You know, Three children under five years old and working full time. And she was like, well, I did it. Like, get over it. Yeah, (laughs) Keep going, girl. They'll survive. You know, I never got a chance to have a pity party. But looking back, I think Avery's right. You do appreciate a lot, whether your mom stayed at home or whether she was in the workforce. In my case, mine was in the workforce. And I definitely can appreciate everything she did for siblings and myself. So I just like it.
0: So that was part one. Make sure you listen next week for part two of The Working Mom, where we talk about survival strategies. I actually come clean uh, and confess to what I do when I don't feed my kids enough vegetables. So it's a lot of fun. Listen, uh, we look forward to spend some time with you next week. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Working Therapist. Be sure to listen next week, and I'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com.